We're happy to be here. And, and would you do me a favor? Make some crazy noise for your pastor and your first lady. Come on, make some crazy noise. We're thankful for leaderships. And, and as your pastor was telling you, um, we, we go way back. I've been knowing him since we was young, young, young. I mean, we still young, though. We still young. And I, I thank God. And, and as he stated, we, we see each other from afar off. I've had him preach revivals at my church. And I preached at his father's church multiple occasions. And uh, his father, my father, and my grandfather go way back, 80s, 90s. And it's good to see what God is doing in his life. And I've seen the progression and the hand of God on his life. And you guys can contest. He's one of the best pastors in the world. Am I right? I, I love his energy and, and his passion for souls. His passion for the word of God. And, and me and him can go a year without seeing each other. But once we see each other... Uh, it ain't nothing changed. We, we kicking it and having a good time in Jesus. And I tell you this, it's good to have friends in the gospel. Can I get a witness here? Wor worldly friends are one thing, but having somebody that's saved and want to do the right thing. Come on, somebody. That is an awesome thing. And thank God for his wife. And thank God, give on God who's head of my life to my pastor all the way in Indianapolis, Indiana. Help me celebrate him, Bishop William Harris. He's probably watching. Uh, and to my, my beautiful wife, she was trying her best to make it, but she couldn't do it. Some other obligations, but certainly we celebrate her on tonight as well. And I thank God I got two little girls. Yes, I, I thought I was having a boy, but the Lord said otherwise. I got a three-year-old going on 16, and I got a one-year-old in Jesus' name. But I thank God for my daughters, Riley and Olivia. Uh, They're healthy. Even last year, uh, having a baby in 2020 was a big scare. It was different because of COVID, the protocols, but I thank God for life, health, and strength. She's healthy. She can see, she can walk, and she talked just a little bit too much in Jesus' name. God bless her. But I'm grateful for everyone being here today. Is anybody happy to have the Holy Ghost this morning? Okay, I don't want to see who I'm preaching to today. Happy to have the Holy Ghost, and I'm blessed to be here, and there's one more person I do want to give honor to, and as I look around the room, I think everybody here knows this person, and he's done something for you. If the person next to you does not give some form of excitement when I mention this person's name, could you get up and find another seat? Uh, uh, you got you to test your role. This person has many nicknames down through the years. Some call him Wonderful. Some call him Counselor. Some call him Rose. Of, I wish you would check your role. Somebody said, Lily, I got a witness in the back. Lily in the valley. Somebody said his nickname was Bright and Morning Star. Somebody said, Doctor in the sick room. Somebody said, Lawyer in the courtroom. On the count of three, can we call that name one, two, three? Jesus. One, two, three. Jesus. Come on, stand to your feet as we get to the word of God. I got to make sure that I'm in the right church that loves that name. Somebody call his name one more time. Somebody say, Jesus. It is Jesus that's going to deliver and Jesus that is going to always save. If you have your Bibles, uh, follow me to the word of God, to the book of Mark. Book of Mark, chapter number four. We're going to read verses 39. Uh, we'll take that back. We're going to read verse 34 through 39. And then we're going to do some skip reading to the book of John. Chapter 14, verse 27. But first, Mark 4. Chapter 4, verse 34. If you got it, say, I got it. I got it. 
Come on, say it like you got the Holy Ghost. If you got it, say, I got it. There we go. There we go. And if you don't have it, say, wait a minute. All right. Yeah, we, I, think, I think we're all good. Uh, 34, let's read. It says, I'm reading to your hearing, but without a parable spake he not unto them. And when they were alone, he expounded all things to his disciples. And the same day when the even was come, he saith unto them, let us pass over unto the other side. When they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as was in the ship. And there also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind. And the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part. Somebody say hinder part. Of the ship asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, peace be still. Somebody say peace. peace. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. Let's go to the book of John chapter number 14. And we're going to John 14 and verse number 27. If you got it, say I got it. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Can I say it again? Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I'm going to preach uh, from a, a small topic uh, peace in the middle of the storm. Peace. In the middle of the storm. If you can just help me, please look at somebody next to you and tell them, peace in the middle of the storm. I dare you to point way across the aisle, somebody you ain't talked to all Sunday and tell them, I got peace in the middle of my storm. Clap your hands if you know what I'm talking about, that peace. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, peace. I believe is a weapon that every human being longs for. It is something that you and I need living in a day like today. Uh, the world, if you haven't noticed since last March, is a different world. And we need that type of peace we can use as an arsenal against an adversary, an enemy that has no other desire but to kill, steal, and what? destroy i'm in a bible reading church peace is invisible it is fragile and i believe that it's something that you and i must protect at all costs if you don't have peace you cannot think right if you don't have peace you cannot move right if you don't have peace in your mind you can't even love correctly when you don't have peace you drive away people that even love you because they don't want to be bothered with the spirit that you have that has no peace. Because I've learned this, uh, Pastor, that there's nothing worse than being around somebody that has no peace and they're going through a storm. That person has attitude. They have stubbornness to them. They have a bitter spirit. You try to help, they think you're being nosy. It's nothing worse than dealing with somebody that does not have that peace. Somebody holler peace. And I believe that we as believers of God that 
There are certain trials, let's be honest, that will rattle your very foundation and peace with God. Uh, I'm telling you that, but I want to tell you that sometimes even when we set our resolutions, you know, December 31st, we said that 2021, I'm going to pray more. I'm going to fast more. I'm going to be in the word of God. I'm going to do all these great things. This is my year. January 1st come, the devil come knocking at your door. Come on, be honest. Come on. I know y'all super spiritual. Come on, be honest today. You know, you say you're going to fast more than January 1st. Your job is giving out free pizza. You say, well, I might as well not fast. Just when you, you say you're going to pray more, somebody calls you, you pick your phone up, you look at YouTube, and you're down the rabbit hole for four hours. Come on, let's be, I'm human today. Can we be human today? Just when you say, I'm going to do all these great things, stuff comes and disrupts your peace and your focus with God. But can I tell you something, give somebody a word this morning, never give up on the goals you set in God. I know we have natural goals, careers, that's fine and dandy, but the most important goal is the goal that concern your God. And I know sometimes our peace and our focus may get rattled, but I come to give somebody a word today that you got to keep on going. Because I serve a God that will never leave you, nor will he forsake you. And what the adversary does, pastor, he looks at those things, those goals, all that stuff you say, and he tries to figure out where can I put a bump in the road? Where can I get them to trip up a little bit? Because what he does is the devil's good at his job. He, he studies you every single day. He don't sleep. And he looks and says, you know, I got to find out their pattern. And whatever bad pattern they have, that's when I will attack. But you got to understand this. Patterns can be good in a good way. But sometimes when you have bad patterns, those patterns can be hard to break. And if you don't break them, the enemy will use your pattern against you. He knows exactly what to throw against you to get you to trip up. The devil, if you never smoke cigarettes, he's not going to tempt you with cigarettes. But he'll try different friends and different family members. He'll try different things that he knows you like trying to deceive you but I gotta tell you this that even though he tried to deceive you you have to learn how to know when he's setting up traps ah, you got to understand that and when that comes back again you'll say hold on I know what this looks like and that's when you know when your response changes you've arrived to a next level somebody holler next level has anyone ever been there before the devil attacks your peace with the same problem over and over and over and over see he, he's good at his job and, and the devil notices one thing he says if they can't get over this same trial again this addiction this thing they do behind the scenes i'm gonna keep stabbing and stabbing and stabbing until i've destroyed and dismantled their connection with god and sometimes that problem is that coworker. Come on, talk to me. Uh, sometimes it's that family member that knows how to get under your skin. Can't nobody get you mad like family. I wish I had a witness in here. If my brother was watching, I would look right at him. I said, Lord, help me. Nobody can get under your skin like family. And sometimes it's your friends. And what he does is he's trying to use those things close to you so he can disrupt your flow and your composure and frustrate your peace. But every now and then, I believe, Pastor, you got to grow up in the spirit. 
you cannot keep tripping over the same issues and, and situations every single year. You've been saved two and five and ten plus years. You ought not be on that same level and same trial. But somebody is here growth. You got to grow up in the spirit. So when the devil comes again with that same thing that has been bogging you down, you'll look at it and say, oh, no, 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 devil. Enough is enough. I've seen you. I've seen this picture play out before. Enough. I'm not going down that road again and if God be for me woo, he's more than the world against me I wish I had a witness in here and the thing about the adversary he don't just attack you with one trial maybe y'all got it good like that you have one trial every year but the adversary what he does he attacks you with multiple trials does anybody know what I'm talking about many issues with your job many issues with your family many issues with your finances but I heard a rumor in church many are the affliction of the righteous but God is able to deliver me out of them oh, I wish I had somebody in here you gotta be bold about the God that lives inside you don't tell God how big your storm is but tell that storm how big my God is he's bigger than big he's massive there's nothing he cannot block and can I give somebody a word today I know you may be going through anybody going through a trial just wave your hands at me going through something right now I don't care how great the trial is I don't care how great the problem is I heard a rumor in church pastor greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world can somebody clap your hands and give God praise for the great God that we serve somebody holler greater gotta understand those great trials and those great situations that come your way your God is greater tell your neighbor God is greater he's greater he's greater he's greater but understand here that promotion is always proven through the attack promotion is always proven through your attack the only way to make foolproof of the word of God dwelling in you he has to expose you through pressure and adversity uh, at times it will rattle your peace and can I tell you something though you can run around this church you can dance up and down you can tell your kneecaps show you can raise your hands and clap real loud and, and excite people with scriptures and preach and all that's fine and dandy but still go home and dwell in absolute chaos in your mind can, can, can I talk about that for a second y'all you can do all that good so that's fine but still have no peace in your mind see the devil loves to have you in a frustrated place see some people today can't even enjoy service because of all the stuff that is going through your brain right now you can't seem to find peace even when you try to worship in church but it's important to understand this pastor is the enemy is not after your money the enemy is not after your car. He, he don't want your house. It don't look that good. He, he don't want nothing you got. Your social media falling. The money in your bank. He's not after none of that. But the only reason he's messing with all those tangible things. He's trying to use those things to get access to your mind. Can I teach before I peace? If you are peace. If all your peace dwells in all your stuff. Once he takes your stuff. There goes your peace. But do I have anybody in here understand? He takes your 
soul and when he takes your soul he takes everything about you and you have been disconnected from God but have I got a Holy Ghost believing here that will declare and maybe I get about five amens that will declare and decree this is a year the devil will not have my mind I wish I had somebody here that will fight back sometime you will not have my mind in the middle of the night devil you cannot take this mind because if I lose this mind I lose everything if I lose this mind I lose my peace but is anybody in here said I made up in my mind it's for God I live and it's for God I'm going to die let this mind be in you which was also in Christ's sheep I feel like preaching this morning somebody said I need my mind need my mind notice here I'm reminded of a man by the name of Samson you know the great debate over Samson Samson was a great man of God but the question was where does his strength lie the enemy was trying to figure out what do I have to do what do I have to cut away to get his strength because he thought his strength was lying in something that he could remove the same question is being asked about you right now is his strength in his stuff is his strength in his pastor is his strength in his church is his strength in the tangible things of the world but you got to understand anybody got that your peace is not tied in those things was anybody in here your peace is tied into an almighty sufficient powerful omnipotent God lift your hand and say God has my peace has he has my peace. I understand that we go through our, our storms and our trials. And, and sometimes, Pastor, it's even hard for me. I'll be honest. If y'all don't want to be, you lift your hands. Sometimes it's hard to even find God in service sometimes I know the music's playing I know the preacher's up but sometime in point in my life it was hard to find God in the service you know you come to church and has anybody ever been to that most if I can just make it to the house of the Lord I believe I'm going to get some miracles I believe I'm going to get my peace has anybody had a trial so big you came to church and said God if you don't touch me if you don't make me feel your presence I am going to lose it today and sometime it was a struggle pastor to lift up my hands and begin to worship God and while I was trying to lift my hands has anybody been there before all the issues and all the problems begin to flow through my head everything seemed like I couldn't focus on the song I couldn't focus on the word everything I'm trying to lift my hands but how many can testify when you made yourself lift up your hands I know it was a struggle you was heavy with trials heavy with issues but how many made an opposite decision to lift your hand up and say, God, I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praises shall continually be in my mouth. And once you made yourself lift up your hands, a peace came over you and said, be still, baby, and let me fight your battle. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Can we give God some practice right there? Make yourself lift your hands and say, Lord, I just want to thank you God it's a peace it's a peace when you press past the pain when you press past the struggle there is a light at the end of the tunnel 
we got to understand this. I got two more points. I'm going to sit down. We, we, we look at God sometime, and, and I got a question. We know he's strong, but here's my question, y'all. Who wouldn't serve a God like this? I wish I had a worship in here. Who wouldn't serve a God like this that can calm the storms of my life just with one word? With one touch, he can cause mountains to fall. With one word, he can put my valleys up. I don't know about y'all who wouldn't serve a God like this. I don't understand, Pastor, how people come to church and they, they cross their legs and act like they deserve to be saved. They come to church and they say, hallelujah, praise the Lord, real, real proper. I know you've been Jesus Jr., but for everybody else in here that's been angry before, been mad before, had issues before, I'm so happy that I know I do not deserve. I don't deserve to be here today. I wish I had a witness in here. Oh, can I tell you something? You don't deserve nothing, baby. God, I'm happy that God didn't give me what I deserve. Preacher, what you talking about? I said he didn't give me what I deserve. What did I deserve? I deserve the penalty of sin, which is death. But thanks be to God for a five-letter word called mercy. I wish somebody right now will give God praise for mercy. Not a car, not a house, but can somebody look back over your life and say, I know I was not worthy. I didn't deserve it. The devil came to hang me, but mercy came and cut the rope and said, you shall live and not die. I got some people in here that know that word mercy. Can I tell you something, Pastor? The closer I get to God, the more unqualified I feel. The more I get closer to God, he shows me you don't deserve anything. I know I don't. I don't deserve anything, but he deserves everything. My dance, my shout, my run, my leap. Can somebody give God what he deserves? I'll give you 20 seconds to open your mouth right now and give God praise, worship, dance, shout. Give God something. I wish I had a witness. I'm going to give you one more chance. You can do better than that because he deserves better. One, two, three. Oh, if you keep on, you, you better stop praising him, y'all. If you keep on praising him, those shackles gonna fall off. If you keep on praising him, you're gonna make the devil angry. You be quiet, Star City. You be quiet, Star City. But if you keep making noise, I feel the storm begin to calm. If you open your mouth, give God what he desires. See, when you come into the house of the Lord, can I tell you something? You are obligated to give God praise. Can I say that one more time for the praisers? You are obligated to give God praise. Can you give God 20 seconds of praise right there? Would you do me a favor? Look at somebody and say, hey, neighbor, I don't know about you, but I got to give God everything this morning because this praise today is brought to you by the hell that I've been through, the struggle that I had to carry, the mountains I had to climb. This praise. Sit. Sit down, sit down, sit down. 
Sit down. Five minutes. Five minutes. He said, even in the midst of your storm, you can't forget who you are. Who are you? You're a praiser. You're a worshiper. That is our first job. And sometimes we look at our trials and, and you, you see people looking at you while you're praising. Every church I go to, there's always one person go. Everybody can be shot. There's always one. But you can't let that one stop you from getting your blessing. Ooh, can I say it one more time? Can I tell you about that one person? They didn't wake you up this morning. They didn't start you on your way. They can't give you the new job. They can't give you healing. They can't do nothing for you. But I know a God that never sleeps, nor does he slumber. He's real. How do I know that? I can feel him in my hands. I can feel him in my feet. That's the one that deserves my praise. See, if people went through what you went through, they'd be going crazy. Come on, come on. If they knew the stuff you had to carry and people wonder, why are they so blessed? Can I tell you something? You're covered by the blood of Jesus. That's a touchy topic right there. Yeah, true apostolics. When we start talking about the blood of Jesus, I start to twitch a little bit. I start to get a little excited. Somebody stream the blood. You're covered by the blood of Jesus. And when you're covered by the blood, that means you are a conqueror and you are an overcomer. For preacher, how do you overcome Satan? How they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. What is my testimony if it had not been? For I wish I had a praying church For the Lord on my side I don't know where I would be today What's the testimony When I think of the goodness of Jesus And all that he's done for me My hands cry out My feet cry out My legs cry out I can't contain the fire That's on the inside It's real, it's real If you know the real thing Open your mouth And give God praise Uh, uh. Can I tell you? Y'all better stop for the devil get mad. We're going to make him real mad in a second. Watch this. I know somebody in here right now, you're going through something that is so heavy. And you feel like you're losing your peace of mind. It get like that sometimes, y'all. You got issues all around. He's trying to drown you with issues and drown you with marital problems. He may be trying to drown you with lust. He may be trying to drown you with your ego. He may be trying to drown you with family issues with your children. He may be trying to drown you with everything around you. Trying to flood out everything that you're trying to do. Who am I preaching to today? He's trying to drown you. He's trying to keep your head below the water. He's trying to fight back, but it seems like the devil's hand is too heavy. You can't breathe. Some days you just get you in the car and you start crying, but you don't know why you're crying because he's trying to submerge you deep and drown you but the bible says uh, when the enemy uh, comes in like a flood uh, i wish i had a praying church uh, the spirit of the lord uh, will lift up uh, a stand 
that against him. What is his standard, Pastor? His standard is his word. And his word, ooh, can I talk about his word? It's a lamp unto my feet. It's a light unto my path. Baby, you got the word. Pick up the lamp and walk through. You will not drown. You will not die. You will not be defeated. But I come to tell about 50 people in here, change is on the way. God's about to pick you up, pull you out the water. But I need somebody that's crazy enough to believe if I give him Judah now, he'll bless me later. Somebody holler, I will not drown. Come on, said I will not drown. Lay your hands on yourself. I will not drown. I don't care how hard it is, how many tears I cry. I will not drown. Help is not on the way. Help's already here. I heard a rumor in church. He's a present help in the time. Sit down. He's a present help in the time. Of trouble. But I heard, but God is good all. I thought I was in an old school church in here. Understand that you will not drown. He said he'll never leave you. Never for you. If you if you drown, that means he lied. But God is not a liar. God is truth. God has no flaws. Somebody wave your hand and say he's truth. Jesus. He said, and I'm sitting down. He said, peace, I leave with you. Now, this is what he does in the text. He takes ownership. He said, my peace. Mm, That's different, y'all. Somebody say, my peace. I give unto thee, not as the world giveth. So now we see that there are two types of peace. The peace of the world and the peace that God gives. You got that? How do we define the difference between the two? The world peace is all about where it's born from. Let me break down world peace. If 